0: This is All the Right Marketing, a publishing podcast by Cardinal Rule Press. Now, here's your host, Maria Desmondi. If this episode resonated with you, let's take it a step further. Head over to cardinalrulepress.com and check out our blog. It is filled with resources for anyone who loves books, whether you are a publisher, a librarian, a bookseller, or an author. We help you to figure out ways to get visibility around those books. Thanks for listening to All the Right Marketing with Maria Desmondi. If there is a topic you would like us to explore and cover, please email podcast at cardinalrulepress.com. Head over to our website, cardinalrulepress.com, to sign up for our monthly newsletter where you can learn more tips on getting books visible into the market. Last but not least, follow us on Instagram for a daily dose of all things books. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks so much. Ladies and gentlemen, to All the Right Marketing, where we talk with business owners and industry leaders about marketing their programs and products. The unique thing about our podcast is that we talk about books. We talk with authors, we talk with publishers, and we get down to the journeys of how these individuals really came to write books, to publish books, and to get them into the hands of readers. Today's guest is Shelly Anun, and she is the co-founder and executive director of Serve Legal Collaborative, which I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more about. It is an immigrant and worker's Worker rights nonprofit legal organization based in Georgia. She is the daughter of Indian immigrants and the granddaughter of refugees from the partition of India and Pakistan. Shelly has been fighting for immigrants and workers in the Deep South for over a decade as a legal aid attorney, a litigator with the U.S. Department of Labor, and an immigrant rights attorney. We love advocates. We love activists. And i Even more excited to be speaking with you today, Shelly. In addition to her legal work, Shelly is also a children's book author who writes books she wished she had growing up as a brown girl in the deep South. Her debut picture book, La Much in 2021, featured on the Today Show, NBC News and Glamour Magazine tells the story of a young Indian girl's journey to accept her body hair and celebrate her heritage after being teased about her mustache. And her second picture book, which I'm not going to tell you about because it just came out this summer, we are going to be talking about. She lives in Georgia with her husband and two children. Welcome, Shelly. Thanks for having me, Maria. Oh, my goodness. I'm. We're going to dive right in. I'm very excited to talk with you. We have a book coming out October 1st with Vanessa Garcia, and she is an activist for the People of Cuba. And we have been following her story since we signed with her two years ago. And I just love how someone can be so passionate about different um, about things on different ends of the spectrum, right? So here you are being an activist for the, you know, the adults, but then you're also on the other end of the spectrum you know, fighting for children so that they can see themselves in picture books and they can have the books that you wish that you had. So I think it takes a unique person to be able to balance that different type of work. So let's, let's, let's kind of talk about how you went from legal work to children's book. So your first book came out in 2021. When did you start writing it and getting the idea to have this book?
1: Yeah, so I, you know, never really thought, thought I would en- enter, you know, children's literature, or kid lit. I think um, people that enjoy writing and storytelling and reading, I think all of us, you know, have this dream on the back burner. One day I'll write a book. One day I'll write the next great American novel or what have you. Um, but I hadn't really thought about it. But you know, I was on maternity leave actually with my second child. And a friend of mine, who's also South Asian uh, and a mother here in Georgia, uh, called me, and she had uh, a, a hold on.
0: What is her name?
1: Sonia Khan. Her name's Sonia okay. Khan.
0: Okay, um, yeah. it, uh, because I know several. Okay, keep going. We'll talk. About <laughs> you might know her. Her name's Sonia Khan. She's
1: Pakistani. We both went to Wellesley um, for for college, and so we've been we've been good friends, and we always. Um, you know, talk to each other about raising our brown kids in the South and, you know, exposing them to our heritage and our culture and, you know, balancing out, out things. And she called me because her daughter was six at the time and was in kindergarten and had come home crying because someone had teased her about having a mustache. And I instantly, it just flooded me with memories of being teased for my body hair as a kid. And it also just reminded me of this, you know, journey I had been on of body hair removal um, that any you know swarthy hairy woman can relate to Um, and really thinking about how we wanted it to be different for our for our kids and for our daughters Um, especially her being six years old you know my friend Sonia was like I'm not gonna go take her to get her you know mustache or much threaded or waxed um, at six years old and so Um, you know, we started thinking through or talking about, you know, how to talk, how to make it into something positive and not negative. And that's really where the idea for the story came to me. Um, And I, you know, I just wrote, I wrote down this idea and I started playing with it. And a a friend of mine named Sabah Suleyaman, who's also a literary agent and also went to Wellesley College, um, I, I emailed her. And I said, Saba, what do you think? And she's like, Shelly, I love this concept, but you need to learn how to write a picture book. (laughs) Um, And so I started reading, you know, I have two children. Um, My my son is eight now, but uh, he was, you know, three at the time. And I just started going to the library with them and checking out what was out there on on. On bullying, on difference, on yeah. South Asian kids. You did your and due diligence for sure. You did I did, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I I just started playing with it more. I mean, I think when I was growing up, you know, I was born in the '80s, grew up in the '90s. You know, we I grew up on books like the Berenstein Bears, which are filled with 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 words, and now picture books. There's much more of a balance. You have um, maybe 500 words in a picture book um and there's more of a balance between the illustrations and and the the narrative and the words so i started you know playing with that because when i first wrote it, it was very much in that that genre you know filled with words. Uh, with words <laughs> and i very i kind of describe it as dora the explorer like i'm wearing a backpack and it's yeah. pink i'm walking to school and you know all of that so i played with it and worked on it for maybe 8 or 9 months had friends read it, Sonia read it, Sonia's yeah. daughter read it, um, I read it to my kids, I joined a writing group, um, and then, and where I... did
0: you, I because listeners always like that, to know these details, where did you, um, what writing group, was it a local group, was it an online group, yeah, so um,
1: I'm trying to remember what it's called, Is the, the S-C-W-B-I, which I yeah. always, S-C-B-W-I, yep, Yes, yes. I jo- so I joined that there's like a southeastern chapter um and I I joined that and then through that they had local meetups, local like weekly writer groups. And so I joined one of those. Um and it was it wasn't specific to kidlit. It was like just a group of writers and I I but I I came with, you know, my picture book manuscript. Um and it was it was really great to kind of um have, you know, have a a group that I could go to I would take my my newborn at the time with me yeah. to to meetups at a local Irish pub <laughs> and um, have them have them read it and so you know eight or nine months in I, I sent it back to Sabba and she's like oh wow you actually you know you worked on this you worked really hard on this and her and I had a back and forth with some edits and comments and then she ended up taking me on as a client um, and then Kokila, uh, which is an, a new newer imprint of Penguin Random House, uh, Namrata Tripathi, who um, you know is the chief editor there, mm-hmm. and started Kokila. She she loved the book.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. I heard her in um, a a panel um, during the pandemic or after the pandemic. I heard her speak, and I love what they're doing with that imprint
1: yes very very cool imprint so um yeah it was it was a really fun journey um it it took a lot of work like even uh, you know i didn't sell it right away i got some rejections and even the process of rejections was so eye-opening because it the you know getting the feedback about the manuscript was super interesting so the way that the book is written now is very different from how it was initially when it was first going out on submission. Um, and, and this,
0: I, I, I want to pause there because I think it's important for the aspiring writers listening to this to take note that she worked on this manuscript for eight to nine months and how different it really was. And so you were very open to the feedback, and then you know you were able to sell the book. But if you held on to it and you were not open to the constructive feedback it might've been a different story.
1: No, I think, I mean, totally. Yes. I think, I mean, and also I'm, I was, I'm brand new to this industry. And so I'm very, very blessed that I have someone like Sabba who is, you know, uh, I think she's been on the podcast at, at one point with yeah. you all. Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, she's, uh, her wisdom is always wonderful. Uh, and, you know, she really mentally prepared me. She's like, it could not sell and like being ready for that. And, um, you know, just, just trying it out. But when I sent it out, when we, when, you know, she sent it out on submission and I will, I will add before we even sent it out on sub, um, she did recommend that I, I get a professional reading done or have like a professional, a professional critique done mm-hmm. Um and I think she kind of gave me some recommendations and we, you know, we budgeted how much can I, yeah. you know, dish out to to do this. And so that was done by someone she recommended. Um, and then after I, you know, incorporated that, you know, that critiques feedback, then it went out on sub. And the feedback I got, if you've read the book, Lakshmi is on the playground playing with Her friends who point out that she has a mustache and initially in the first draft it was it was a lot harsher right it was more more like bullying yeah and because that's what i went through and so
0: um
1: you know i i i got two kind of forms of feedback the first feedback was this bullying is a little bit too harsh for the age and my question for Sabba, or, you know, my question for that feedback was, are are the folks giving this feedback, are they people of color? Have they been through what I've been through? And the answer was mostly no, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second feedback was, well, she's too self-conscious for her age. And my question for that group is, do they have children at, that at age? this time right now? Uh-huh. Because, because I, I, I don't disagree. I didn't, I didn't start getting teased about my body here until I was 11, 12 years old, but things are, that happened to us are happening a lot earlier for children. Yeah, I
0: was a teacher for six, six and seven year olds. And I, we had a very um, I taught in a, a, a very uh, Indian American populated area. And my students would be embarrassed about the food that they were eating. And here on the flip side, their, their families were inviting me to their homes with these beautiful Indian dishes. They were gifting me saris and just like wonderful. But the children who were six and seven were embarrassed about the food that they were eating in their lunch boxes. Oh. So, you know, I think you're right. People who are with children are going to know if this is really happening. So those are really good questions to follow up with um, on that feedback.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's just good to know, right? Mm -hmm. Like the audience. Um, But I, I, I took, I still took back the feedback and um, made it instead of it being this flat out teasing, this flat out bullying, it became, it became something that I think is also aspirational it also talks about how do you point out difference in a way that's not mean mm. and not not harsh and yeah. that's that's what her friends do they're like playing a game and they're playing farm animals at recess and they're like Lakshmi you should be a cat cuz you have whiskers and she's like what are you talking about mm-hmm. um and so it's not it's it, it's kind of you know written not just for for Lakshmi not just for you know I did write this book for and about they see brown kids right yeah and, but it's
0: also for the children who are on the flip side and how can you na- navigate differences right what is what is a way you know
1: they're not teasing her they're not making fun of her they're really just playfully pointing out something that they notice about her that's they they find unique that they find different um and so I, I'm really grateful for the feedback because I think in the end, I'm happier with the story, because yeah. it, it doesn't have to be this kind of polarizing, "You're mean, you're not my friend." Um, how do we, how do we embrace and love each other and point out our differences and then celebrate those differences, which is what ends up happening in the book. You know, she goes on this journey of, you know, feeling uncomfortable, feeling shy, and then goes home. and her mom, is talking to her about, um, you know, I was really inspired by art from, from Iran, you know, from the Qajar empire and from, from India in antiquity where they had, they showed women with unibrows and, and mustaches and, you know, how this Western concept of beauty kind of got imposed. Um, And so that's kind of where, where the story goes. And then, you know, she comes back to school and is ready to kind of celebrate the fact that she has a mustache um so that that was kind of the the journey at least with with the first book
0: that's wonderful and you know follow-up questions so how do you feel your work um as a legal aid attorney litigator how do you feel like your work supporting and fighting for immigrant rights helps you in this role as writer and children's book author I mean, I think I do see them as related.
1: Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of my work around immigrant rights has to do with things like xenophobia and things like folks not willing to accept difference and willing to accept that people speak other languages that are coming here from other countries and recognizing the humanity and the dignity of every single person. And I think starting those, you know, getting those as values at, you know, to young children, I think is vital. So,
0: and um, that's why I started my company. Like I am with you. We, if we, I think a lot of the older adults right now, we're not going to be able to change their way of interacting. And like you said, their values, but these young children they are next generation. And I love that you were able to take that and say, you know what, I'm going to do this through the young generation. That's wonderful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's much more healing too. I mean, being a litigator is, is exhausting. It's, I
0: bet. <laughs>
1: um, there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of violence and being able to step out of that space and do this work of, of, of writing and imparting ideas and values for for children is very much healing work. Mm -hmm. Um, For for me, um, the reason I did do the work that I do as an attorney has to do with my own uh, family and our own lived experiences as as immigrants and uh, me as a daughter of immigrants and what we faced growing up, me growing up here in in the South I came of age at fourteen. You know, I was fourteen when nine eleven happened, and that had a huge impact on me um, and my friend groups, and and all of these things. And I went through, you know, I experienced xenophobia and racism, and and all of those things. Um, and so, it's I, part of me becoming a children's book author has a lot to do with my children and wanting it to be different for them, wanting them to have more confidence and self assuredness and self love. Um, in a way that I wish I had had as a child.
0: It's beautiful. It's wonderful. So how do you get that message out to parents? How are you, so this is where, this is the tricky question. How are you marketing your books? How are you getting readers who really you're not connecting with children online, right? We're connecting with the people who are buying the books and getting the books from the library for the children. How are you connecting with the caregivers who are getting your book for their children? What what, what would you say one way that you're marketing and really getting exposure and visibility around your titles would be? Yeah,
1: so, I mean, I think um, I, you know, luckily have been published by two okay. large publishing houses and they have marketing teams who have done great things like my, my second book that came out this summer, I Love My Body Because with Simon and Schuster, they created these fun little videos that they they promoted. Um, I, I think that the topics are topics that educators and parents are interested in. They're interested in finding books that um, really teach and promote self-love and self-acceptance and and this theme of body positivity, whether it's body hair positivity or general body body positivity, which is what I Love My Body Because is about. Um, I think for for parents, especially with Lakshmi, I think a lot of adults were excited about the book uh, because I had so many fellow South Asian, not just South Asian, but you know, Fellow hairy ladies, you know, (laughs) um, reaching out and being like, "Oh, I wish I had this book growing up. I'm gonna get it for my Mm -hmm. niece. I'm gonna get it for my my own children. I'm gonna. I'm a teacher. I'm gonna get it for my classroom."
0: It's like you uh, connected with other individuals who had that their that own pain point in their own childhood, right? Who I I love that. Who said, "Gosh, I wish I had this when I was a kid too."
1: Absolutely. And I, I tell you know, I say that I wrote it for us too. I mean, I even though picture books. And children's literature generally is you know, in that genre of children's literature. I think it is some of the most rich form of literature when it comes to celebrating diversity, when it comes to, um, you know, imparting ideals and values and and storytelling. I think it's 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 one of my favorite. it's become one of my favorite genres. Um, and so I think I think that that's part of it, right? when when you are telling, When you're creating a story or you're creating a message um, that you you think is important and that you want to share, I I think people pick up on that. um, And it it markets itself in that in that way. Um, I've had, you know, I think so many teachers and just like you, you know, who have a classroom with diverse children or, or you know, a diverse population of children. And they know that there's a South Asian kid in their classroom. um, You know, I think being able to see a title and be like, "Oh, let me explore this," and seeing that it's a it's a a a book that's discussing, you know, a white girl and an Indian girl are talking about their body hair. That's just very like rich material for a classroom discussion. Mm -hmm. So, how do we talk about difference in a way that's respectful? How do we, you know, what are some takeaways from from this book right yeah, they're,
0: they're, they're using them as mentor text to, to guide a conversation and it's a much bigger picture than the conversation on body here but it goes around with respect and communication and how can we approach these tough topics
1: absolutely absolutely so I think th- I think that's part of it um it, but in terms of you know promotion like I, I, I've been invited to go to libraries and do readings I I take those on. Um, you know, whenever there's an opportunity for me to to do an event, um, I live in, in Decatur, Georgia and we have a really adorable amazing independent children's bookstore called Little Shop of Stories uh, and they've been a huge support uh, to me and the launch of of my books and so I've done both my launch events, Uh, In this pandemic with them, uh, the first was virtual, the second was in person, um, and, you know, creating opportunities for community, so I even did a, the thing that's been cool, I mean, I don't know what it was like to be a picture book author before the pandemic, I know it was very different, but my book came, my first book came out in 2021, And I did, I even did an event at a school in India about Lakshmi's Much.
0: Wow. Oh, that must have been amazing. Yeah.
1: Um, And yeah, I think, you know, when you, when, you you know, I wrote, I wrote this book about our community for our community and people have been very excited about it. People in Canada have been emailing me about it. Just, uh, just a lot of like fellow South Asian moms thanking me. And then the other thing that's been really cool is kids are being like, have read this book and are actually excited about their body hair. And so this might be the first time that a family's talking about body hair and a kid will realize like, oh, I have leg hair. I have a much too. And it's a point of excitement rather than shame. And even some kids being like, why don't I have a much, you know?
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) or they might be thinking I want one (laughs) I want one right so that's been that's Um, really neat you can see that and for those of you listening if you have the opportunity to hop over to YouTube and see this interview just the joy on your face and what you're doing (laughs) and um, what a difference it's making so for those of you listening um, we will put links for you to buy both of um, Shelly's books as well as a link And I don't think I have this, Shelly, but we'll we'll go over to the website and see if we can find it. But to donate to your organization, Sir Legal Collaborative. Yeah, Um, that's great. Thank you. Yeah, so we will put that in the show notes. And my final question for you today as we wrap things up is what is next for you in the writing department? Yeah,
1: so I sold a third picture book to Simon & Schuster. It's called In This Family, and it's about... My family. My husband is uh, so I'm you know daughter of Indian immigrants, Punjabi. My husband is white, Midwestern from Chicago. And our fam- it's about um, our biracial, multiracial, multi-religious family, um, our Punjabi, Irish, Midwestern <laughs> family. And you know that we have family in India, we have family in Wisconsin, um, and just really a celebration of of our family and the fact
0: Lovely. that. Lovely. And when will that come out?
1: That comes out in 2024. Wonderful. And oh, that's
0: great. And who is that with? Did you, oh, you said sign Simon &
1: Schuster. And then um, Lakshmi's Much is actually going to be coming out in Spanish in 2024 as well. So I'm really excited about that.
0: That's wonderful. Congratulations. We we are just thrilled to share your story and um, we interview guests every Tuesday. So for those of you listening, we look forward to our next interview that will air in a week. Until then, think outside of the box and don't be afraid to reach your audience in new and creative ways. Thank you so much, Shelly. If this episode resonated with you, let's take it a step further. Head over to cardinalrulepress.com and check out our blog. It is filled with resources for anyone who loves books, whether you are a publisher, a librarian, a bookseller, or an author. We help you to figure out ways to get visibility around those books. Thanks for listening to All the Right Marketing with Maria Desmondi. If there is a topic you would like us to explore and cover, please email podcast at cardinalrulepress.com. Head over to our website, cardinalrulepress.com, to sign up for our monthly newsletter where you can learn more tips on getting books visible into the market. Last but not least, follow us on Instagram for a daily dose of all things books. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks so much.